Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Screen Time Podcast. I'm Connor. And I'm Luke. And today, we're going to be discussing some Universal Monster movies in Correct. celebration of the movie that came out past Friday, Renfield. Oh, yeah. And we'll even do a little bonus review for Renfield at the end of this episode. So we found a a six-pack of DVDs with these monster movies on it. Mm-hmm. Containing, and we'll tell you the order that we're going to talk about them in, Dracula, Frankenstein, The Mummy, The Invisible Man, The Bride of Frankenstein, and Wolfman. Yep. Now, it's a little unclear because the trailer for The Mummy references The Invisible Man, but we're pretty sure The Invisible Man came out after The Mummy. Yeah. So to the best of our knowledge, given that we were not alive in the 30s when this came out, <laughs> we believe that's the order that they came out in. Yes. And I think that they cross over or intersect or something in other movies. Yeah, there's a lot more. And some of them are a little strange, like Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man type of thing. There's like 30 on that list of like the continuity. Yeah. We just watched six of them yeah just just the the bare skin and bones of the franchise i'd love to say that we watched the best ones but who knows i (laughs) don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i also kind of hope not for the sake of people who had to watch some of those other movies (laughs) yeah we're ready to get started with dracula we are all right going into the movie what were your thoughts not during the movie, but like, what was what were you anticipating? But before we hit play, before we hit play, I was looking forward to like a and something that would impress me. Yeah, I, I, don't, like, I, I don't I don't feel like I hear about these movies all the time, but I feel like just like the zeitgeist of those yeah. movies is like, well, you know, they were just like all that and like what a transformational piece revolutionary. of cinema, revolutionary. Yeah, yeah. So I was excited, and I, I love. I love old movies, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Ones I've seen, most of them that I've seen, anyways, I've seen some bad ones. But, so I, I was ready, because I haven't seen these movies yet. Or I hadn't seen these movies yet. Neither had I. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited, I'm ready to go. Then we hit play. And it starts, you know, the credits go, and I'm, I'm into it. I'm like, this is, this is, this is it, right? And the start of the movie, I think about the first ten minutes of the movie, pretty much... Until Renfield and Dracula's encounter ends. The I was time, I was yeah. completely on board with everything that was happening. But then nothing else happens in the movie. And that's only like the first ten minutes. It's really boring. <laughs> yeah. And there's no music or anything. Oh man. So many of these movies are so quiet. Yeah. Which, like for the start of it with no music, I'm like, it's putting me on edge. You know what I'm saying? I'm loving it. I like I like the the quiet feel, but then there isn't anything for the rest of the movie, and I'm like, now it, you're just making the runtime feel twenty times longer than it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What were your thoughts? It's just a lot of nothing. True. I I was confused, <laughs> and I I do genuinely wonder like what would it have been like to have watched this. In 1931, like, was it scary? Was it crazy impressive? Or did people go in and sit and watch nothing happen for 
hour and ten minutes and then walk out. Yeah. It was scary at the time, you know what I'm saying? I would hope so. I hope that it... That's what everybody says. I hope that it was something for the people who watched at the time. Yeah. They don't show a lot of stuff because it is 1931 and they they can't. The the <laughs> like, rating system was a little more harsh. Yeah. Like Dracula dies off screen. He, he also bites... Everybody off screen. Yeah. You see like blood on Renfield's finger yeah. at one point. And that's, and that's like, about it. <sighs> That's pushing it. I got a little queasy there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that chocolate syrup that ran down his hand. Yeah, I think with I do I do like the what they were trying to go for with some of the stuff like some of the techniques they use, like having the light just over Dracula's eyes yep. when he's staring. I thought that was fun. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah, to complement it, I think the guy playing Dracula looks pretty good. Yeah, he looks kind of spooky. And he does a good job for what he was doing, which was not a when lot. He, when but... he was doing stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he has a convincing stare. Yep. But that's that's it. <laughs> There's like a moment. Well, and this is, okay, this is what I was looking for. There's a moment where someone shows Dracula a mirror. Mm-hmm. And he like backs away. And it looks so silly. Yeah. By today's standards, he like flails his arms around and takes two steps back and almost like hisses. Yeah. That's what I wanted for the whole movie. Yeah. Was like this incredible amount of like overacting. Yeah. And then floating bats. Oh, the floating bats are incredible. It was perfect. <laughs> they it looks like stuff you'd buy at the dollar store. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> that's what that's what it is, you know. Yeah, one thing I did I did like a scene in it. Or like like the beginning scenes, but later they're kinda of discussing the dream that one of the, the girls has. And, you know, she's like, the, the the guy was coming closer to me and it was really weird. And then they see, like, the two marks on her neck. And they're like, well, what, what could have caused this? And then right as they ask that question, someone announces, Count Dracula. Like, right? Like, enter, he's entering the room. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a funny setup. I liked it. But yeah. that was the only time in the movie that I thought the setup for a scene was what I had hoped it would be, I guess. I don't know. It's also interesting watching this one knowing that Renfield was coming out. Because, I don't know about you, but I couldn't help but like focus on the character of Renfield. Mm-hmm. Knowing that he's getting yeah. a movie about him coming out soon. And he doesn't do a lot. Nope. <laughs> in fact, once they get to London, Nothing happens. he's barely in the movie. Yeah. yeah, it's true. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think that this movie I think I'll explain, you know, at least for me, what each movie did for like my expectations and such. I think that Dracula was a massive like reset button. <laughs> oh yeah. To be definitely. like, alright, you've set your you've set your goals way too high. <laughs> let's let's bring it down a ton, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll see how the next one goes. Yeah, that was that pretty much the same thing for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you got to say about it? There's not much to say about it. It's really boring. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry if you like it, but I... And I, I was watching it, and I'm trying to like it, but... Oh, we wanted I to. just couldn't. I'm, I'm sorry. I tried, and I failed. Ready for Frankenstein? Oh, yeah. All right. Frankenstein was quite a bit better. Oh, yeah. Definitely At better. least... 
I, I think it's before we enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. And I am willing to admit that that might have been, you know, a result of that reset where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we put we put too much expectations on these movies. Yeah. But it does feel a little more goofy yeah. by today's standards. And it felt like more was happening. So watching it was less boring. Definitely. Definitely more happened in this movie than in Dracula. So Yeah. But I mean, it's still only an hour and ten minutes, and it did feel a lot longer. It did feel longer. Yeah. I, I thought it was cool <clears throat> that, you know, the classic line of Frank saying, it's alive, it's alive, and kind of <laughs> experiencing like, the first time that that was done. Yeah. I haven't read the book, so I don't know how they describe him saying that if he even says it in the book i assume he does apparently it's not a faithful adaptation that shocks me none whatsoever (laughs) yeah uh it's cool hearing you know the first time that they did that and then you can kind of see how it got from that to kind of what everyone thinks of it as now yeah and i'll say it's not too far away from what it was you know people just kind of dramatize it a little bit more but for the 30s well done. Yeah. And I'll say this too. Frankenstein looks pretty good. He does. And the guy who plays him. The uncanny Karloff. I think it's Boris Karloff. Yeah. That's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Kills it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I the He's way great. He, the way he like flails himself around as the monster and everything, it's good. Yeah. And I I do genuinely hate when people say that horror movies aren't scary. But these movies aren't very scary. <laughs> At the beginning but, of the movie, the guy comes out of the curtain. Like we press play, and there's a curtain. And the guy walks oh, out, yes. and he goes, "All right, before the movie starts, you know, the director and you know producers they wanted to have a word because they thought like a warning, a warning, yeah." And they're like, "Prepare to have your if you're not in a state where you can have your nerves so strained, then well, don't say we didn't warn you." <laughs> So we kind of made fun of that the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I I do appreciate the way that that Frankenstein moves. It is like unnatural, and it does make him like a little bit creepy. Mm-hmm. So I, I can feel like that, you know, that horror element of it coming yeah. through. And like for the thirties, it's like people passing out in the theater, baby. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rest of the cast is fine. Yeah. 30s movie that's what kind of what you'd expect yeah this feels like a good time to mention it look i don't feel like we're in a great place to fully discuss you know women in film being two young guys especially like today you know we there's disagreements about how good or bad women are portrayed in, in movies today you know and that depends on the movie but by golly they are done so dirty in these movies yep and like i don't think that any of the ladies that are acting are bad actresses but they're just given nothing to do yeah it's like you can scream and then just say some like really poorly written lines it gets creepier in the next movie oh yeah yeah there's some weird (laughs) stuff going on oh boy yeah, it, it was... I felt bad watching these ones. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. 
it was really bad back then. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Society. There's also a scene that I found shocking and, like, almost hilarious. Frankenstein gets loose and he's wandering around. And there's a little girl playing by the lake. And she, like, gives Frankenstein a... I shouldn't... It's not Frankenstein. It says monster. Yeah. Frankenstein's a dude. And I'm definitely going to make that mistake again. Yeah. But the monster... She gives the monster a flower. And he's like, oh, it's so nice. And then they're throwing, like, some stones in the water. And he's, like... flowers. He's, like, laughing. And then he just picks her up, this little girl, and just chucks her in the water. And the water cannot be more than six inches deep. No. This little girl drowns. <laughs> just dies. I thought it was a joke. Until someone, I don't know, might be her dad? Some person. Someone's carrying her limp corpse through the streets. And I was like, wait, she actually died from that? Yeah. Just stand up. <laughs> she hit her head on a rock. They didn't. They didn't mention that. <laughs> it's the thirties. Couldn't show it. It's too violent. I I was laughing a bit when that happened because it was just so absurd. Yeah. Such as these movies. Oh, it also. <laughs> all of these movies end with the monster dying, and yet they all have sequels. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to the sequel for this one later. But this movie definitely ends with Frankenstein burning in a like a windmill tower. Oh yeah. Is that a good way? Sure. The... Sure. Let's use that. That's perfect. A windmill tower. <laughs> There's probably a better name for it. But probably. Whatever. But you know what? It's oh, all good. The other moment that was hilarious is the monster takes Frankenstein to the top of this tower and is like throwing him around oh. a little bit. And at one point, he throws Frankenstein out the window, and he falls all the way to the ground after hitting, like, the the windmill. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so clearly, like, a stuffed dummy. Yeah. <laughs> that was the moment I sat back and went, oh, yeah. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> oh, yeah. That it. was beautiful. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> Me too. I did hope there. I did expect more of that in these movies. Yeah, there's a bit. There is more violence in this one. Like you That's see, true. like you see, it's mostly a, a strangling. Down. Frank, the monster mostly strangles people to death. Pretty much, or tosses them into six inches of water. Yeah, you know that that tension. Yeah, you can feel it more. Yeah, there's not a ton, <laughs> but, <laughs> but compared, more compared to Dracula, where nothing happened, it was more. Yeah. Definitely. What else you have to say about Frankenstein? Um, I think we've pretty much said everything. You know, like the, here's the the thing about these movies is I'm also sorry for the horror buffs who praise these movies of as being golden cinema, but there's really not much here with most of these movies. That's true. No, I'm sorry, but I did I did have a better time with this one. You know which one I had a better time with, though? Oh, yeah. The Mummy. I definitely... This this is the one where we settled in. This was, like, like fully embraced it. And this was, like, peak, like, laughing at everything yeah. that happened. Because, <laughs> oh, my goodness, is this... This movie's ridiculous. This movie's bonkers. Yeah. Uh, and also, but, what, 
Continue. Sorry, also what also didn't help our our laughter is um, the uncanny Karloff, Boris. As the mummy, he just looks exactly like, I can't remember the actor's name, but Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. That's what exactly what I was going to say. And Ty Burrell. Yeah. <laughs> he just... It's uncanny. Uncanny Karloff. It's uncanny. How it was, similar they look. I think it was the fact that they gave him huge eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. But any time it was a close-up on his face, we would just giggle. Yeah. And it's the same close-up. And they do like tw- 50 a times. lot of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah. This, this movie probably has one of the creepiest moments. Oh, boy. In which... The female character in this movie. That's a little sad. There's only one. <laughs> the female character in this movie becomes, like, possessed with, like, the spirit of, like, a god. Goddess. Yeah. And she goes to the museum trying to find the mummy. hmm And then she kind of snaps out of it. And the, these two guys just take her to their house. <laughs> yeah. Like, you pass out. She's like, where am I? Oh, we took you to our house. On a hospital. And then her... I don't know what he was to her. I can't remember. Probably not nothing. her dad. I don't know. I don't remember. We'll call her her guardian. Sure. Sure. Not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up and like the two older guys go off into another room to talk and it's just her and this other young guy. And he, she's been awake for maybe five minutes. Yeah. And his reaction is just declare that he's in love with her. And put his face, like, three inches away from hers. And she's like, no, I think I've had enough excitement for one night. No, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm I'm not ready to discuss feelings with you yet. And he goes, it cuts, no. <laughs> it, yeah, he does say no to her. <laughs> it cuts to the guys in the room. They come out. And they're making out on the couch. And I was like, wow. That is bonkers. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, boy. And then, like, a key element of, like, the rest of the movie is that they're in love. And I was like, I'm not sure I buy that at all. (laughs) Yeah. That's true, yeah. But it was a little funny. Yeah, the mummy's ridiculous. They just kept rolling with it. Yeah. Yeah, this movie's a lot more. Just acting performances. Anything, pretty much, is hilarious (laughs) In this movie. It's so funny. I'm sorry, it's because it's a horror movie, you know, you should be ooh, scared, but it's 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 more of a comedy to me. I'm sorry. But... Oh, it was absolutely <laughs> that way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm blank I'm blanking on things here. Hold on. Oh Brenda and Fraser. I, I, one question I was like, I thought Tom Cruise was in this movie. Do you want me to leave this? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. You know, no. given that there is there is a worse mummy movie for sure. That Tom Cruise one sucks. I'm not getting into it, but that movie no. brutal. Yeah. But this one was... Oh, you know what it was? Hmm. In this one, the the mummy uses, like, spells to, like, make people choke. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just 
the corniest acting you've ever seen where it's people like grabbing at like their collars and being like <gasps> it's perfect we, we were howling <laughs> oh this one was good yeah I, f- I feel bad that we're like short on things to say because it's probably the one we had the most fun with <laughs> yeah it was it was it was a good time uh, oh, the, you know the, the prosthetics were prosthetics were good were pretty good yeah uh here's something that I thought was pretty cool at one point also, I guess we haven't said... We're kind of going full spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, also 1931, so... The movies are 90 years old. <laughs> anyway, at one point, the mummy has the female character... I can't remember either of their names. And they look into, like, a, a pool to, like, experience, like, a vision of the past. And the camera looks down into the pool, and then, like, the steam clears, and it becomes, like, a screen Yeah. where you watch it. I don't know how they pulled that off, but that was pretty impressive, actually, watching that happen. Yeah. And I think with the next two movies we talk about, we'll talk about the VFX and how impressive they were. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, they were impressive, especially for the, the 1930s. Um, but it was that was like the beginning of like yeah. piquing my interest with the the special effects definitely also that those scenes in the vision are so weird yeah i I love he the mummy is taking like the the spell or whatever he he has whatever script manuscript yeah and when they find him he's like putting it back and it keeps the it cuts are so weird like he's like yeah (laughs) down and then it cuts and he's already up putting it in and then down and it's it's very weird editing, but it was beautiful. I don't know that I could I could pull a ton of examples, but there were a number of moments where it's like, that's the cut you went with, eh? On the editing <laughs> yeah. room? Yeah. You just forgot to shoot a scene there, so you just went, uh, he's standing up now. Like, don't even think about it, that. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. I love it. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. You ready to talk about the next one, or you want? I think I'm good. Are you good? You good? I'm good. The Invisible Man. Oh, yeah. This, this is, is where the effects get really cool. Yeah. Because you see him invisible but wearing some clothes mm-hmm. sometimes. And sometimes it's noticeable, if that's the right word, where you can tell that they like took like another piece of film and like put it on top. Yeah. But some of it, like I think the first shot where he's like unwrapping his head looks really good yeah and like the, the shot where he's eating for the first yep. time that was pretty good yeah yeah and even like uh there's a, a number of scenes where he's like fully invisible wearing nothing and he'll like sit in a chair or they'll put like footprints in the snow and that looks pretty good yeah that's cool now you had a comment <laughs> that i want you to say on the episode about the the status of of his crimes in the movie because it's pretty <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> okay, so throughout the movie, right? It's this like the first half. Yeah, the first half. So this is also a horror movie, which I don't understand how this was a horror movie other than the fact that it's the idea of an invisible man is kind of scary. But he's more of a comedic character, really. Like the stuff he's saying and doing is like I was like, you know, I he talks about killing people, but the worst he's done, he, a one officer's dead. Right, 
But he talks about it more. And I, other than that, the worst he's done is like push people over or pants them or you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then the next scene, he he switches the rails and crashes a train with like a hundred people. people. <laughs> it's like, oh shoot. <laughs> That was too like, soon. It, it was immediately after he went, he hasn't even killed that many people. <laughs> and then the train derails. Like, oh. Well. And then he kills like seven more people by the end of the movie. Yeah. And you know what? It feels weird. Because he definitely doesn't do anything that serious. Like, trauma. he traumatizes some people for sure. Yeah. And, like, freaks people out and scares them. But he doesn't kill anyone for the longest time. And then he just goes for it. <laughs> yeah. It's Until true. Until he dies at the end of the movie. Yeah. Which was also a little weird. Because he was, like, really good at, like, hiding and, like, avoiding the cops and everything. And then he goes to sleep in a barn under some hay. The farmer walks in and is like, oh, I found him. <laughs> yeah. And then they just shoot him. <laughs> yeah. He could have had a better end. He could have. I also find it funny, like, the huge setup. Like, we got to surround it. I'm like, he's sleeping. Just go and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say. What's your opinion about this one? You've you you've seen the new Invisible Man movie, right? The new one is incredible. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And really scary. Yeah. Where, uh... I'll talk about it a little bit. The Invisible Man from 2020. Where the cinematography implies that he's just in the room sometimes, but not mm-hmm. doing anything. And just that idea gets your hair on edge. Yeah. Whereas this one, scary as it might have been 90 years ago, more often comes across as silly. Yeah. And just like, yeah. he's a guy that's angry. <laughs> he, he's... He, oh... I gotta find her name. Because in this one we're introduced to the character or the actress who stars in two movies who I cannot stand. Gloria Stewart? No. It was Una O'Connor. She plays the the female owner of the hotel where he stays. Oh gosh. And she just screams and yells all the time. And she's everywhere that the story happens for no reason in this movie and the next one. And I'm like, just, just dial it down a little bit. I don't Please. like this. It's not funny. It's not scary. It's, it's annoying. annoying. <laughs> yeah. I was fed up with her pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Bride of Frankenstein? <laughs> oh, let's do it. This movie is hilarious. Oh, this movie's ridiculous. In that The Bride of Frankenstein <laughs> is in the movie for six minutes. <laughs> yeah, if even six I minutes. Could, I couldn't... It was completely baffling to me. I think we'll start... I'm going to start talking about the end and we'll work backwards. All right. They don't make The Bride of Frankenstein till the end of the movie. Yeah. And then they go through the whole setup, you know... Just like in the first movie, you had to raise her up, lightning bolts. Yeah. All the the gadgets where they're like, what what that was funny about this one and the first Frankenstein movie. I was like, what would the equipment look like? And it's just eighteen gauges that are sparking. Yeah. 
They bring down the Bride of Frankenstein. Which isn't even the Bride of Frankenstein. It's the Bride of Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. It's also not even the Bride of Frankenstein's monster because she hates him. <laughs> yeah. The, the monster comes down and she sees him and she's like, nah, I'm having nothing to do with you. <laughs> and I went, what? <laughs> yeah. The whole point of this movie is that you're giving him a mate. A partner. Yeah. And she wants nothing to do with him. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. That had to have been funny 90 years ago, right? I don't know. It would have been people being like, it's just the, the commentary on the situation. is it's a commentary in class. <laughs> <laughs> it's a critique on class. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Baffling. Yeah. And like that look, you know, the black hair with the white streak going up is super iconic. Oh, yeah. And the fact that this is where it began and it's nothing... I was baffled. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. I know. That was surprising. I was like, we're like well into halfway through the movie. I'm like, we're not even focused on a plot centered around even getting him a bride right now. Yeah. <laughs> now the movie huh. does spend, oh, so the movie opens with the realization that the monster did not die <laughs> in the fire of that windmill tower. Yeah. Instead he fell through the floor into a lake. Yeah, which put out can, the fire. That conveniently existed beneath the tower. Yeah. Why? Because, so they can make a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I really... I wonder how they explain the resurrection of some of these other... Like, like the Dracula? Invisible, the Invisible Man gets shot like seven times. <laughs> yeah. How does he come back? <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe it's a different Invisible Man. I don't know. Maybe. Quite sure, but yeah, but so somehow the monster survives. The movie opens with him killing like three people, yeah, and no one does anything about it. <laughs> and then it comes in town, he gets arrested, and they're like, We're gonna lock him up in the most secure room that we have in this prison, <laughs> which he breaks out of with no effort whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, there's also a scene where they like they chain his handcuffs to like a, a peg in the ground, and every time they hit the peg, he screams out in pain. But the chain isn't even tight. I'm like, why are you screaming, dude? <laughs> he's this just isn't upset. even hurting you. He's upset. <laughs> he gets out. He walks through the woods. And when he walks through the woods, it's the most that any location in any of these movies looks like it's on such a small set. Oh, yeah. I was like, oof, this is rough. <laughs> yeah. This is rough. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Is this movie... When he meets the blind guy? Yeah, yeah, it's this movie. The blind guy. This I like the blind guy story. I did too. It was alright. Yeah. I was way more invested in that than the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> so it'd be the, the blind guy. Who teaches... Fr Frankenstein. Friend of Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Who teaches him how to speak a little bit. Yeah. Which I thought would bother me more, but I was kind of okay with it. Honestly, I was just like, this movie's already ridiculous. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> the oh. only thing is I... <laughs> Later in the movie, he starts speaking words like he has no idea what they are. Wife? Yeah. I'm like, no one taught you that one. Yeah. He, he, the extent of his vocabulary is like, food, drink, good, bad. Yeah. Smoke. <laughs> Friend. Smoke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just freaking Frankenstein hitting up a fat doogie right there. <laughs> <laughs> and man, oh, he enjoys smoking so oh, much. Yeah. That was a blast. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, and then two guys just happen to be wandering through the forest, walk into a blind guy's house, and they're like, hey, we were lighting ourselves in. And they're like, oh, it's the monster. And they just set his house on fire. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Incredible. Amazing. Outstanding. Yeah, it was it was very interesting. <laughs> These movies are so silly. Oh, what about the self-destruct button or lever? Oh, yeah. <laughs> to kill Frankenstein again yep. and his bride. Frankenstein's monster again yep. and his bride. Yeah. Also, okay, so at the end of the first Frankenstein movie, Frankenstein himself, the scientist, gets thrown out of the windmill. And then he hits, much. he hits the thing and then the people catch him and they take him back to his house. And the movie ends with, like, the, the maids bringing him some wine. And his dad's like, don't even bother. Dude's fine. Like, I'll have some of this wine because it's delicious. <laughs> yeah. But he'll he'll be up soon. Then this movie starts. And for, like, ten minutes, they act like he's dead. Yeah. And I was genuinely confused. I was like, did he die at the end of the last <laughs> one? Where they were very clear, like, he's fine. Don't even worry about it. And it's not until, like, ten minutes where they're like, oh, woe is us, you know, Frankenstein, boo-hoo. And then he's like, oh, man, I'm tired. And I'm like, everyone thinks you're dead for some reason, dude. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. His absence. And then we uh, we meet his colleague. Oh, yes. The guy who wants to make the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. But doesn't for 40 minutes. Yeah. The, until the... he recruits Frankenstein to kidnap Frankenstein's wife. Till he recruits Frankenstein's monster to kidnap Frankenstein's wife. I yeah. told you that I'd make the mistake again and again. <laughs> yeah. Was the scene where he had, like, the jars? Like, yeah. The... With the miniature people? Yeah. It's a really weird scene, but... It's weird, but it's, it's really like, impressive. It's like, wow. <laughs> like, he even, I like, think picks it... one of the dudes up and puts it back in the thing. I'm like, wow, this is... I think it was on an episode of Corridor Crew, like, VFX artists react. Uh-huh. And they were just like, yeah, this is... This is crazy. Yeah. It looks really good. It does, actually. Yeah. And it's only one scene. Like, they completely just ignore... Yeah, they don't the ever fact, talk about it the again. The fact that these tiny people exist ever again. <laughs> Maybe they do in the sequel. I don't know. I don't know. And I, I don't care enough to find out. <laughs> Me neither. I'm sorry. But... But, yeah. It was a pretty impressive effect. It was. And, again, uh, Boris Karloff... Doing a pretty solid job yeah. as the monster. Definitely. Was it was it the first movie where they were like the monster in the credits and it was a question mark? Yeah. And this one was the, the monster's mate. Yeah. And at the end of the movie it was still a question mark. <laughs> I'm like, well, the movie's over there. You, you can tell us. <laughs> it, it feels like whoever was doing the casting was like, I don't remember her name. <laughs> Shoot. Shoot. <laughs> Question mark. Cool. Mystery. Intrigue. Oh, but, so, on the DVD, on all of them except The Invisible Man, maybe, we got access to the theatrical trailer. Yeah. Which were hilarious. They were perfect. And in the trailer for Frankenstein, it's the uncanny Karloff is Frankenstein. And then the movie starts, it's like, we wonder who the monster could be. No, I know, because I saw the trailer. Also, he's on the poster. <laughs> yeah. It's not a secret. 
That's like that's like if Iron Man opened up as like you'll never believe who's gonna be Iron Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give it all the all the publicity, the posters, the trailers, everything, and the movie starts like who's gonna play Iron Man? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, is that Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's incredible how seriously these movies take themselves. Oh yeah. Incredible. It's perfect, honestly, for the most part. Uh, yeah, for yeah. what they are. For what they are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's the fact that they take themselves so seriously that I do enjoy some of them. It's because they're like... Like the mummy, they're like, this is serious. You know what I'm saying? The, this, like, curse not, is, this curse is a you know, real It's danger. bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not good. And this one is like, you know, the emotion is serious here. And like, we're getting some... Like, we're getting down to the, like, what makes these characters tick? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Including, we've kidnapped Frankenstein's wife so that we can convince him to work on the Bride of Frankenstein. And then at the end of the we see her tied up, talking through a radio, and then ten minutes later, she just walks on the set with everyone else. Yeah. Went, when did you break free? <laughs> the, Don't worry about it. They it's never good. explain it. <laughs> they just, she just shows up and she's like, hey, let's get out of here. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Yeah. Wolfman? Let's do it. Tell me your thoughts. Uh, yeah. The, I was, it's fine. I was kind of generous. Over, I was kind of <laughs> over them by the time we got to this one. Yeah, honestly, me too. We, we watched the first five in one day, and then we watched Wolfman a second day. Yeah, and we would just kind of put it on so we could watch it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, just to get the them out of the way. Tell you what, as freaky as well, no, I'm not gonna downplay the creepiness of the dude and the. Yeah, that's what I was about to talk about too. <laughs> but the main character in this movie definitely just watches a girl in her bedroom for like five minutes with the telescope. Yeah, she doesn't do anything massively inappropriate. She puts on earrings, what? but. He, he then walks over and he's like, hey, how about those earrings? And she's like, how do you know about that? He's like, oh, because I'm a psychic. I can see you when you're in your bedroom. That's creepy. And she goes, oh, stop. You know, oh, the yeah. old romantic. I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to come back when you're done your shift tonight. We're going to go for a walk. And she's like, no, I don't want to. He's like, no, but I, I'm going to show up. She's like, no, I have a boyfriend, actually. And we're not going to do that. And he's like. No, I, I'm going to show up. <laughs> I'll see you at 8. And he does. Yeah. That's pretty creepy, dude. Yeah, it's weird. That's the kind of stuff that just does not fly today <laughs> at all. No. Not even a little bit. Nope. And I'll tell you, though, it never got less creepy. It's not like, oh, you know, at least he's a good guy on the inside. Just really wants to look out for. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> it's just super movie. weird. It's like what? Yeah. Also, I felt like in this movie they're kind of playing on like the mystery of like, but is he really the Wolfman? Because he's like, I'm not the Wolfman. I didn't do that. And other people are like, I think I don't know. Maybe you're right. You know what I'm saying, but we saw yeah. him as Wolfman, so I'm like. Also, so the original Wolfman kills someone in the forest and then bites the main character in the chest, right in the middle of the chest, which is a weird place to get bit. <laughs> yeah. 
So until, to bite until, someone in the middle of the chest. Until that wolf gets beat to death by a main character who conveniently has a silver-handled cane. Because the only way you can kill a werewolf is with silver. And it's it also has the werewolf thing on it, too. Oh, that's right. Yep. Because subtlety is out the door on this one. <laughs> <laughs> and they flip-flop like seven times over whether or not he has a scar on his chest. He opens it up, and first of all, dude's chest is way too hairy to tell if there's a scar there or not. But he opens it up, and he's like, but I got bit there, I swear. And they're like, dude, there's nothing there. Like, your skin's fine. And then later, he talks like a gypsy, and he's like, show me the scar. And there's like a special, it's like a a hexagon or something is the, the shape of his scar. And she's like, you're the wolf man now. And then later, he's like, look, there's no scar I don't... What? Can you make up your mind, please? (laughs) It was confusing. Yeah. (laughs) I don't... This movie is... not much. (laughs) I'm going to say it's better than Dracula. But it's probably the second word. (laughs) Probably. It's just nothing. He finally, like... Fully becomes Wolfman, like at the end of the movie, and we see it all on screen and everything. The transformation from five toes to four toes on his feet. Because he's a wolf. Wolves don't have five toes all in one place. They never show his fifth toe up his leg, though. <laughs> it's a fine explanation, <laughs> but they never do it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's and also and like you know, it's there's they only have so much for. Uh, oh, or is twenty forty one. Yeah. Uh, you know, they only have so much for a production budget, but his face is not wolf-like at all. No. Nope. He just has a really... They, like, face-painted, like, a little black spot on his nose. It was, like, a bushy eyebrows and a big beard. Yeah. That's how he's the wolfman. <laughs> uh, and the, the painted black dot on his nose. Sure. <laughs> you, you can't forget about that. Like, that's it, what convinces you. I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the problem... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing, though, about this movie is this was the one that I was most excited for. There's a lot of potential. Because of Michael Giacchino's Werewolf by Night, which is so good. Way better. Oh, don't even compare them. <laughs> it's so good. And I'm like, I, I like that. You know what? Maybe because I, I thought that, you know, probably a little bit of inspiration from the original Wolfman movie, you know what I'm saying? Kind of felt like that might be what it was, but I don't think so. Uh, they're both black and white. <laughs> they're both black and white, and they both have werewolves. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, so I, this was a disappointing movie. Not gonna lie to you. So it's just all these movies, so, like, people will die, and people just don't react. That girl that drowns in Frankenstein has the biggest reaction to her death than anyone else. Everyone's like, oh, shoot. Uh, I don't know. It's almost more like, how inconvenient that I have to deal with his body. Or like, oh, my son just died. Yeah. It's like, mm. my husband is dead. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. you know. Shoot. Whatever. Yes. I'll find another one. <laughs> Can't keep them all. All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm putting you on the spot because I didn't tell you what it was before. I haven't even thought about it much. I want you to rank them from worst to best. Worst to best. Okay, um... 
Okay, this is going to be worst to best based purely on my enjoyment. All right? That's what I'm counting on. <laughs> okay. Dracula, yeah. bottom. Then Wolfman. Then Frankenstein. Then... Probably... Bride of Frankenstein. Then Invisible Man. Then The Mummy. Alright. Yeah. I'm gonna do Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> then Wolfman. Yeah. I'm gonna say Bride of Frankenstein. I liked less. Then Invisible Man. Then Frankenstein. And then The Mummy. Sweet. So The Mummies are number one. We were just laughing the whole time. <laughs> it was pretty fun to watch that one. Yeah. The only reason Although, I liked Bride of Frankenstein more than Frankenstein was because I laughed at it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I I will give credit to the to Dracula and Frankenstein for really establishing my expectations going into the Mummy, and that's why I think I liked it so much. Yeah. 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 But and the, people talk about these movies very highly. Yeah. Like. As we said, revolutionary, you know what I'm saying? But the, the the fact of the matter is that at best, they're mediocre. <laughs> right here. I'm just doing it for the first Dracula here. Dracula has a 7.4 on what? IMDb. This will be exciting. I'm going to look it up on Letterboxd. Oh, boy. Dracula. And it has a 3.6. That's not bad. Most of the stars are in the middle. Um, yeah, I don't regret watching them, but I don't think I'm going to watch any of them again. No. Or any of the sequels. <laughs> I'm not watching any of the sequels. Forget it. Well, depending on what you consider Renfield. Oh, I, then I because do want a sequel. <laughs> it's been called a sequel. Chris McKay... Out has said that it was written as a sequel to the original. So, that's what I'm going off of. I'm going to say that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> but, moving into Renfield now, from 2023, a 90-year jump. I think it's a stretch as a sequel, but it's incredible. This movie is amazing. This movie is amazing. It. Uh, this isn't a spoiler. It's a sequel in that they recreate two minutes of the original Dracula movie. That is really fun. It looks really good. Oh, yeah. With Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Holt. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, and then they kind of just move on from there. Well, the, the, well it's a sequel. It's a sequel it's... to the first half of Dracula. Well, it's a sequel to the whole of Dracula. But Dracula and Renfield die in that movie. <laughs> No, here's they, they they do play it off. You know what I'm saying? All right, so it's sequel, as in this movie happened in the 31, and then they continue living, and I'll explain why with the line that they say. You know what? And because of a more immortality, you know what I'm saying? They live on for nine, 90 years or whatever. Yeah. Now we're in the modern day. You know what I'm saying? That's when this movie takes place. Renfield, at the end of the movie, when they're beating up Dracula, he's like, you know. I don't actually know what works because there's a lot of lore. So I've seen him come back from some pretty crazy stuff. So what happened is Dracula was fine. 
He's like, oh, died on, off screen and then got up because he was fine. And then healed Renfield with his blood. Because he's like, shoot, I need somebody. After yeah. I just killed him. That's it. Okay. Now, looking at Renfield as, uh, as its own movie right now. Don't look at it as its own movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no spoilers. We'll do a spoiler-free review. I think we can do it. Well, I just spoiled that they beat up Dracula at the end. <laughs> There's going to be a fight. On <laughs> anyway. Awesome movie. Yes. Nicolas Cage, Nicholas Holt, Aquafina. Incredible performances. Oh, yeah. Ben Schwartz is in this movie, who I think has the capacity to be incredibly annoying. He does. But they use him... Perfectly. Excellently. Beautifully. <laughs> it's perfect. I love it. His name is Tedward Lobo. <laughs> Perfect name for Ben Schwartz's character. Ten word. The action in this movie is really good. Way over the top. It's perfect. I say I've said perfect too many times in this episode, but there's no other way to describe it. It's awesome. Really well stylized, easy to follow, exciting. Mm-hmm. A little bit gory. L- little bit. <laughs> I. It could have been more gory. It could have been. Come on. <laughs> okay. They don't, they don't play it down, but, uh, yeah. I guess technically anything can be more gory. Yeah. I had a great time. Story was pretty solid. I really like just the element of, like, Renfield going to, like, a, a codependent support group. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. They also play the joke. All right, you've seen the movie Instant Family? Yeah. All right, this is, a. Uh, you'll see where I'm getting at. In that movie... Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne go to like a group with a bunch of other people who've adopted kids at the mm-hmm. same time. And one of the individuals is a mom who's recruited a son to be... And she's like, my goal is to make him like the best athlete in the world. But every time she's talking about him, they just make fun of her and like bully her. Because like, oh, your kid's never going to be a big athlete. And it's just a joke that runs through the movie. It's not very funny. Mm-hmm. In this movie, there's a joke where someone keeps trying to share, but every time she gets into, like, her issues, she gets interrupted. By Renfield bursting through yeah. the doors. And it's way better done. It's awesome. <laughs> there's so many good jokes in this movie. Really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the special effects were really solid. Nicolas Cage's Dracula looks incredible. Oh, yeah. And Looks he, and acts incredible. He looks pretty creepy, too. He does. Especially for... I won't say it. That feels almost spoilery. <laughs> Alright, we'll leave it. We'll talk about that. Uh, I don't think we'll do spoilers. No spoilers? We'll do spoilers for you. To be nice. Well, maybe we can get into it. we got ten minutes left. Yeah, there's a moment where Nicolas Cage is yelling at Nicholas Holt at Renfield. And he's he's putting on that accent for Dracula. There's a moment where he just yells. You just hear that, that <laughs> Nicolas Cage scream just come through just enough <laughs> Put a smile on my face. It's awesome. Yeah. What a great pick. Oh, yeah. I don't necessarily want a sequel. But I wouldn't mind the idea of doing monster movies. Like the Like the mummy. Like the characters that we've discussed. In a horror comedy style like Renfield. Yeah. And just have fun with it. And put incredible names behind... Yeah. Like, I I suggested, I'm not married to it, but I suggested that Johnny Depp should be Frankenstein's monster. I think that'd be amazing. Yeah. They'd probably get someone maybe a little more brutish. Probably. Like a Jason Momoa. 
by the way, can you imagine Dwayne Johnson as Frankenstein's <laughs> monster? <laughs> now I'm just, I don't know why I assume that Frankenstein would be so swole, but... <laughs> Frankenstein's monster? Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm not the only one who makes that mistake, though. No. It's, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I... Uh, if you're at all interested in, in the idea of Dracula, or, like, if you enjoy horror comedies at all, go watch Renfield. It's incredible. It, it is. is a serious contender for the top ten movies of the year. It was on... And I expected four. Three and a half to four. Like stars. A, a fun... Yeah, stars. A fun movie, you know what I'm saying, whatever. But it was incredible. It blew my expectations out of the water. He, like, I think we both went in just expecting it to be fun. Yeah. But uh, man, we got a lot more than we asked for. Oh, yeah. It was totally worth it. Absolutely. Should we go into spoilers for a little bit? Sure. We'll spoil a couple things. Right. Uh, in some of the action scenes, the gore is incredible, uh, including a scene where Redenfield rips a man's face off. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when uh, the guy is on the railing and Aquafine is like, is she, he's holding her, like trying yeah. to pull her off, and Renfield jumps on the guy and like snaps, rot- his, arms snaps his arms up, but he just like rides him down to like the pile of bodies at the car, and when he hits it, it's just a sea of blood, a wave of blood. Like just 13 sh- bodies. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, I enjoy the, wow. <laughs> At the beginning of the movie, it's it's set sometime in the past, and someone o- opens a curtain and kind of, like, melts all the skin off of Dracula, mm-hmm. so he's kind of just like a skeleton with, like, a little bit on him. Looks pretty gross. Mm-hmm. Well done. I'm not, uh, maybe you can help me out. I'm not sure if that was supposed to be the time... Before the present that he's healing from, or if this is just a pattern, they imply that it's a, pl- a pattern that's happened a number of times. They go somewhere, things get out of control, he gets melted, they move somewhere else and heal him back. I think it was the time, like, he's healing during the movie from that From event. the one that we saw? Because, I mean, it could I could be wrong, but I only, I think that because, um, like, the priest guy... Was like where the this is the last of us. It's gonna yeah. be on you. You know what I'm saying. And then he is killed by Dracula. So now there's no no more like hunters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So that's why Renfield has to be the one who defeats him at the end. Yeah. In a very awesome scene. <laughs> but the different stages that we see him as he's healing look amazing. They do. It's super creepy and gross. Especially the first one when we first see him. I'm like, oh gosh. I guess there's like second see him, but his ears like hanging off, yeah. and there's like chunks of flesh that are almost falling off. Yeah, super gross, but looks really good. Yeah, well done. And it, you know, in a horror comedy, I don't want to be you know shivering in fear, but I do want like a little bit of like shock. Mm-hmm. And that was excellent. Yeah. They also do. Speaking of that, they do some jump scares in this movie. I think are pretty good for the most part. Um, at the end of the movie, like kind of like the final battle with yeah. Dracula kind of thing, Aquafina's looking around and Dracula's t- 
talking to her, but the lights are changing. And then flickering on and off. Flickering on and off, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like the colors are going from like blue to red and whatnot. And like Nick Cage's Dra- Dracula will appear for a brief second over there and then over there. And then kind of move around. It's, it was pretty cool. And I appreciate pretty that that creepy. did at, that that sequence didn't end with like a, a big boo yeah. that makes you jump. But it just keeps you on edge enough. You know, yeah. make you a little nervous. And then, you know, it ends with the action scene, which is a lot of fun. I appreciate a good jump scare. But they can very quickly become overdone for me. Yeah. And then it becomes a point where it's like, I'm, yeah, okay, you scared me, but I'm actually just annoyed that you keep doing this now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I struggle because I, I haven't watched, I guess, a lot of horror. But I haven't got many jump scares lately. And I do feel disappointed <laughs> a little bit. But that's okay. There's yeah. nothing wrong with this movie. This, this movie did have one jump scare that I legitimately was it the vase shivered it. Yeah, that, uh, one, that one got my me. My heart too. went a little bit like oh, oh whew, that was. He wax a vase off screen. <laughs> it's very loud, and very sudden. Yeah, I I, I did like jump. Yeah, you like, did. My body jolted. <laughs> I was and like, oh, Connor hit I, the ceiling. I did the classic <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna play it off like I'm just readjusting <laughs> yeah. in my chair here. Oh yeah, nothing happened here. <laughs> I'm not very subtle though. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, that's a great movie. Yeah. Nothing. I'm out of things to say. Me too. <laughs> great movie. Go see it. Definitely. I don't know. Watch the classic monster movies if you want to. It, the thing is, if you want to watch the old Dracula movie to kind of have that, those Easter eggs make sense to you, go for it. But if you don't, then you're also fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You'd be able to tell what was from yeah. the original movie. You definitely don't need to watch any of the other monster <laughs> movies. For this one, no. For this one. But, yeah. Well, I think that's our episode. Think so? Nice, short, and sweet. Yeah. In two weeks, we will be back. Nope. Yep, in two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back on May the 3rd, which is the day before May the 4th. Mm -hmm. Commonly known amongst nerds as May the 4th be with you. Correct. So on May the 3rd, we'll be releasing an episode discussing... To date, all the Disney Plus Star Wars originals. Disney Plus original Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Visions, Season 7 of the Clone Wars, and more. And or? And or. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Uh, We will not be discussing Young Jedi Adventures. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Or Visions Season 2, because they won't be out yet. No, that'll be the day after we release the episode. But we are we are, are excited for both of those as well. Definitely, uh, more so. Yes. So come back in two weeks to hear us talk about that. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, if you want to see and read our thoughts on other movies, our letterbox accounts will be in links in the description, so you can go there and see that. And uh, Luke. Did you just now remember what I'm asking you to do? <laughs> Why don't you hear us send off? <laughs> um, yeah, let's keep things on tradition with, you know, the movies that we talked about. So we're kind of done talking. Uh, the end. It's Universal Picture. Goodbye. Hey, thanks, Luke. And thank you, listener, for listening to this episode.
We really do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us and the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter, or X, if you will, at Pod Screen Time to see some quick thoughts of ours regarding movies or shows. You can also follow us on Instagram, again, at Pod Screen Time, to see when our episodes drop and any extra visuals that we want to show off. You can also catch up with both of us individually on Letterboxd to catch our thoughts and reviews on the movies that we watch. You can find me at The Shininator, and you can find Luke at Shin Glassman. If you want to hear more of Luke, feel free to check out his other podcast, Toku Talk Radio, where he discusses tokusatsu and anime with his sister Hannah. And if you want even more of Luke, who can blame you? You can take yourself over to his YouTube channel, Shin Glassman, where you can watch his videos that range from reviews to tier lists. They really are a blast. Links to all these things are in the description of this episode, so head there to find those and stay connected with us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.